Uh, we're going to be looking and we'll be studying and we'll be coming from the, I believe we're going to be in the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. 27th chapter of the book of Acts. Uh, last week we, we talked about life. We talked about life. And we talked about how we all are faced with, with the same storms, whether it be the rain, whether it be the winds, um, whatever that storm may be, we're all, in one terminology or the other, we're all affected by it. It's just what foundation that we have is a determining factor of whether or not we will be able to sustain the storm or endure the storm or make it through the storm. Now, today we want to talk about how to navigate through the storm or how to navigate while we're in the storm or how to navigate through the storm. Because a lot of times we, 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 we look at something deeper, but sometimes we, we, what happens is uh, we're going through a, a situation in a storm and we don't know how to navigate through it. So it's important that we learn how to navigate through situations and circumstances in our life. So, in the book of Acts, chapter number 27. Are we there? Chapter number 27. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. That Father God, that you would just allow me to decrease and you increase, Father God. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will speak to us. And he will reveal to us the things that we need to know. And God, we thank you for right now, and we give your name praise, and we give your name glory. This we ask in your son Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. All right, we're talking about navigating through the storm, through the storm. Uh, sometimes we're either going to be ready to enter into a storm, or we will be in a storm, or we'll be out of the storm. One of the three uh, will face every one of us in, in our, our lifetime. Now, uh, book of Acts, chapter number 27, and we want to begin reading at verse number 9. Now, some background in this is we find that, that, that Paul, uh, he is en route, uh, he's a prisoner. And this is something we need to understand. He's a prisoner, and he is um, going to a place where he's really destined to go. And we will get that, we'll understand why. Because every time we are destined or we have a destination to reach a point in life, it's not going to always be easy. Amen? It's not going to always be easy. So let's begin reading uh, at verse number 9 in Acts chapter number 27. Verse number 9 says, Now when time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them. And verse 10 says, And he said unto them, Sirs, I perceive, he has a discernment, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading, which is the cargo, uh, and ship, the ship represents the vessel, but also of our lives. So here we are, if you can picture, they're, 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 they're out at sea, and, and things are beginning to happen, and it appears that everything is going, it's okay. But here Paul steps forth. Paul means to be restrained by the word or to come to the end of oneself. So he's speaking to them, and he's saying to them, listen, if we continue the path that we're going on, or we continue this voyage, what is going to happen? We're going to lose some cargo as well as the, the vessel. And our, we are the vessel. And he says, it might even mean a loss of our lives. But who would listen to a prisoner? Think about that now. Uh, watch how the story unfolds. We're talking about how to navigate through a storm. Okay? Because in, in life, we're all going to have them. Amen? Now, verse number 11 says, Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Now, this is how I know that we were on point with this particular message. This morning, in route here, uh, I, I'm one that likes to listen to conversation. Sometimes I engage in conversation. 
but I like to listen to conversation. And uh, uh, Dr. Manley and, and Minister Melvin was talking about, I think Minister Melvin was saying about the captain of the ship. And then later on, he said he used the word navigate. Huh? I said, okay, God, I, I got you. But let me know I'm on target. Because whenever I can hear the word through the mouth of someone else, that gives me confirmation. So I got confirmation about navigating through the storm. So what we find here is that because this gentleman uh, was the owner of the ship and because he was the master of it, it appeared that he had more knowledge than Paul. We've already forestated nobody wants to listen to a prisoner. Well, here it is, someone who had discernment that was saying, if you continue on the path you're going, you're going to be shipwrecked. But yet they listened to the owner, it says, and the master of the ship that had no knowledge. Even though he thought that he had knowledge of the sea, he thought that he had that. He really didn't have the knowledge that was needed and that was necessary. Amen? So, therefore, God is saying to each one of us, we need to listen and accept what God is speaking. We're in the books of Acts chapter number 27, and now we're looking at verse number 11. They listened to Centurion, but they didn't listen to Paul. Paul now was being restrained from the word of the word of God. Let's look at Proverbs chapter number 27. Let's go to Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs chapter number 27. I want to read just one verse in the book of Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 27. And we're going to read. We're going to look at verse number 12 in Proverbs 27. Verse number 12. Amen? Because we're talking about navigating through a storm. Okay? Proverbs chapter number 27, looking at verse number 12, it says, A prudent man, a prudent man is a wise man. A wise man does what? Foreseeth the evil. A wise man, not a fool now. It's a wise man foreseeth the evil. And what does he do? He hideth himself. He hides himself. But the simple, meaning a fool, pass on and are punished. Okay? So Paul is wise. He, he's, he's, given a, <coughs> he's given a warning. But because those that's there, they want to listen to someone else that did not have that discernment. So he, they've, they've been warned. They've been warned. Don't, don't set sail. Don't, don't, don't do that. Because things are going to happen. Now, looking at verse number 12 in Acts chapter number 27. This is one of the reasons. Okay, verse 12 says, And because the haven was not commodious to winter, that means suitable in the winter, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix and there to winter, which is a haven of Crete and lieth toward the south and northeast. Now, there are some things in this. There are some things that's in this that we need to understand. There are some things here. Now, Acts chapter number 27 and verse number 12. They are advised to, to continue uh, because where they are, they are, they are saying that it's not suitable. It's not suitable. However, things are suitable. It depends on what you're following. It says... Uh, they want to go to a place what they call Phoenix. Now, the word Phoenix there means victory. They thought if they continued the path they were on while they were in the midst of the storm, they thought they were going to have victory. Now, let's go on to see why they could not have victory. It says, uh, which is a haven of Crete. Phoenix, uh, that place of victory, is a haven of Crete. Now, one thing that we do here is very important that we know what words mean. Amen? We've got to know the meaning of the words. That's why we have to study to show ourselves approved. Now, the word creek there means flesh. Means fleshly. The word creek right there in that verse means, means fleshly. So they thought that if they get to this place, this haven, and that haven really represents the flesh, that the flesh was really leading them 
and not the spirit. So they thought they was going to have victory when they got to this place. But in it, how many of us know that anytime we follow flesh, we cannot have victory? Amen. Uh, so we're talking about navigating in the storm or through the storm. So they thought that if they go and they follow the flesh, the minds of the flesh, that they were going to have victory. Now, verse number 13 says, And when the south wind blew softly, how many know that the flesh will con us? The flesh will con us. It says, And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their what? Their purpose. Loosen this. They say are close by the flesh. See, sometimes things that appear to be right, that appear to be okay, is not really okay. You see, usually, you know, they have that old saying, uh, the quietness before the storm. Well, that's a true statement. It, it, it appears to be okay. See, they're following the flesh, and then really sometimes the flesh will rock you to sleep. Hmm. Now, it, it will rock us to sleep. So what happens here now, uh, it says, they thought they had obtained their purpose. That's why the flesh is so deceptive. Because we'll think that we have obtained our purpose following the flesh. But not realizing we've just been set up. <laughs> How many know the flesh will set us up? Amen. Anybody been set up before? Can I raise my hand? <laughs> I want to raise my hand because I've been set up. See, this is also a place of truth in here too. This is also a place of truth. It's okay, you know, because we've all been there. Amen. Amen. We, we don't think that we can be so religious that, that we hadn't been there. We've all been there. Amen. Well, we've been caught by our flesh and got messed up. Amen. And following the flesh. Amen. And then we, we, we have some damage. Amen. So following the flesh. So, so now it says when they thought they, they, they had obtained that purpose, and in other words, it was a false pretense. It, 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 was, it was a false perception, you know. And that's how it is in life. Sometimes things in life gives us a false pretense or a false pre, uh, perception, thinking that we're going in the right direction. But all the time before we set forth on a journey, the Holy Spirit, he speaks to us before we make that journey. Before we take that step, the Holy Spirit will always warn us not to go. Amen. Or it would say, to go, the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to have a relationship with God. Amen? And then be able to hear. Now, God, uh, God can send a word through a jackass, according to the Bible. Amen? So he sends a word through a prisoner, but they didn't want to hear the prisoner. See, sometimes we pick and choose what we want to hear. See, we can look at a thing and think, okay, this is what I need to hear. When all the time, what, the, what does not look like God really is God. Amen. Sometimes we, we will follow the wrong thing. Amen. Amen. But somebody say they got it going on. That don't mean they got it going on. Amen. Okay, now, let's continue. It says, but verse number 14 says, But not long after there arose against it a, temp a tempestuous wind called the Eurachidon. Woo. The Eurachidon. Hmm. Now, this is a violent wind. And, it, and it, it's, it's violently agitates, okay? But I want a little deeper to see about this word Eurachidon. It, it, it's, it's, it's the east wind. It's the storm within. East means within. It means within. This is talking about the storm that's within. Now, the modern day term for the word Eurachidon, which means that east, uh, east wind, and which means within, is Levanta. Levanta. Now, the word Levanter, it symbolizes change or transformation. So, the reason why we have a Eurachidon within us is because God said that got to be some change. That has to be transformation. So, if you've noticed uh, in the natural, when a storm comes and it's a violent storm, it has to break some stuff off, right? And usually the beauty comes after the storm. Everything is more greener. Everything is more, uh, more beautiful. But there has to be an agitation on the inside. If we never go through a storm, those things that we need to cast off board or overboard, we'll never release them. Because we think we need them. Amen. 
So, so we've got to understand the whole purpose of, of, of this particular storm in our lives because we've got to navigate through it now. You don't remain in it now because storms don't last forever. Now, if you hear somebody that's in a storm all the time, you need to pull them to the side because sooner or later, even in the natural that we see, storms do cease. Amen. Storms do cease. But that doesn't mean you're not going to go through one, but they do cease. Amen. The sun does shine later on. Amen. So, so here it is. You, we, we've got this thing that symbolizes change or transformation. What that means is God says sometimes we are, he allows us to go through these things because there needs to be some changes made on the inside. Not the changes on the outside because oftentimes we like to look at what needs to be changed outside not realizing the problem really lies on the inside. You know how this, if I change this, if I change this, maybe it might be better. If I get a little bit more of this, if I get a little bit more of this, it might be better. If I get a little bit more money, it, things will be better. You know, all these things, that, those are external. But the change needs to come on the inside. Because what's on the inside is going to manifest on the outside. Can I get an amen? Amen? Anybody been there besides me? So sometimes we've got to have a rude awakening. And one of the most difficult things to do is to look within what? Self. It's easy to look outside, but we never want to look on inside. See, inside, I don't care how dressed up you can be, but in the inside could be a wreck. I mean a holy wreck. It can be a wreck. And, and unless you've got the Spirit of God, uh, uh, you never know that person is in a wreck. I mean, you wear a smile, you, 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 you talk to talk, you walk to walk, but yet you're wrecked on the inside. So what's going to be manifesting on the outside? A wreck. Because that's what you're going to give off. So therefore, a transformation and a change has to come on the inside. Remember now, we're navigating through the storm. Amen? We're navigating through the storm. Okay, now verse number 15 says, and when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. So what does that mean to me in my everyday life? When God is doing a work in us, and I say in us because he's doing a work in all of us, when God is doing a work in us, we've got to let the Holy Spirit drive. We can't go about trying to change it and switch it off and, and do different. No, it's a, it, let, let it ride. We've got to let the Lord do what he needs to do on the inside of us. Got, got to let him do that. It says, when, when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And verse 16 says, and running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat. Okay, now what does that mean? Now, the word Claudia, that means to be disabled. It, it means to be impaired in strength. And then it also means, uh, I heard this from the Holy Spirit this morning, it means out of commission. Sometimes when we go through a storm, we, we get out of commission. Huh. We, we get out of commission. And, and it's, it's okay. It's okay sometimes to be out of commission. Why? It's because God is doing a work. In other words, when things become disabled, and when we take a look at ourselves, then we can go back to the Bible where it says, much work to come by the, by the boat. In other words, much work needs to be done. Amen. So we, if we spend 24-7 on self, we don't have time to spend 24-7 nowhere else. Amen. Amen. So, so what's happening here, because we have become disabled, because our strength, we're weak in strength, we're impaired in strength. Now, work has to be done. We have to begin to work on self. Amen. We have to work on self. How many of us like to work on self? Now, let's don't lie. Amen. Because, see, in order to work on self, that means we got to look at self. And everything that you see about self, we don't necessarily like. At least I don't. Amen. Let's, can we be real? Can, can, can we be real? Because when we take, really take a, a, a look at self, there's a lot of things in self that just don't look too right. Amen. Amen. We might can shuck and jive everybody else, but we can't shuck and jive when we begin to truly look into the mirror. What's that song about, about, about that mirror song? The man in the mirror. That means we got to look at the man in the mirror. Amen. I mean, in other words, you got to look at self. You got to look at self. You can't look outside of that. You got to look at self. Amen. You got to look at self. 
Does anybody like to look at self or they've been looking at self lately? Or have we been looking outside of that? Amen. So and unless we look at self and look within self, then we can't get rid of the mess that's in Oh, I heard your Holy Spirit. Unless we look within self and deep within self, we can't get rid of the mess that's in self. Right? Can't get rid of it. So if you can't get rid of it now, in other words, you've got to look deep down within. You've got to pull a cover off and begin to look at self. Now, it becomes, it things becomes out of commission. Now, let's look at verse number 17. It says, which when they had taken up, they used what? Helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they shall fall into the quicksand, straight sail, and so was driven. So what the Holy Spirit brings that for me, when we're going through our, 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 our journey and, and, and storms, our journeys, they, they, you know, they're going through that navigation through that storm, there are times when, when we become out of commission that we need some help. See, that word there, it says helps. Huh. Uh, when, which when they had taken up, they used helps. Helps is nothing but a support system. You need a support system. You see, if, you, if, if we are left to our own insanity, hello, if we are left to our own insanity, I mean, you're talking about shipwreck, we will really be shipwrecked. But we've got to have somebody to be a support system to help us get to the next level. We cannot be on an island by ourselves and think we're going to ride. Because if you're in a boat, if you're in a canoe, you're going to have to have more than you in there to get to the other side. Because sooner or later, you're going to get tired. And so when we get tired, we need somebody there to encourage us to go get to the next place. That's very important. We need some encouragement when we're going through the storm. Woe is the person by themselves when they're going through a storm and they don't have the Holy Ghost on, on board, nor do they have a support system. Because, see, when we have a support system, a true, thank you, Holy Spirit, but to clarify this too, a true support system will tell you the truth. Amen. And most of us don't like to hear truth, right? Especially when it's going to be about us. When it's going to be about self, thank, I, I see teenagers saying, yeah, that's true. She been real. Amen. Teenager been real. Amen. Because a lot of adults don't want to be real. Amen. But when, when the youth can be real about where they are, that means they're making progress. Amen. So, so, so we've got to have a support system, that one that will tell us the truth. Got, got to release truth. Got to tell us the truth. It's very important that we come and understand that it is about truth. It's about truth. Amen. So you got to have a support system that's going to speak truth to you. Amen. Now, let's continue. Let, let's continue. Being that we've got us a support system, and somebody's going to tell, please don't, don't, please don't give me somebody that's not going not, not to tell me the truth about me. I, I don't want no yes people around me. I want you saying yes when it's right. Okay? Now, but I also won't, won't, don't want yes people uh, be in agreement with me when they know I'm wrong. No, I'm wrong. Amen. And don't, I don't want to be surrounded by that kind of folk. Don't want to be surrounded by those kind of people. Amen. Because you know what? Everybody's going to wreck. Everybody's going to be shipwrecked. Amen. Amen. We're navigating now. We're navigating through the storm. Amen. Now, look at verse number 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they did what? They lightened the ship. In other words, the ship, we're the vessel. So when we're going through this storm, when we're navigating through, we've got to get rid of some things. No, I'm not talking, talking about tangible things. I'm talking about we've got to get rid, get rid of unforgiveness. We've got to get rid of malice. <laughs> we have to get rid of hatred. We have to get rid of envy because all these things weigh us down. Amen. Self-righteousness. We've got to get rid of all this stuff. Amen. We got, we got to get rid of all this stuff because, see, it wastes the ship. Amen. It wastes this vessel. So we've got to lighten the load. We've got, we got to lighten the load. If we want to go in down, we've got to lighten the load that's on the inside. Not the load on the outside, but the load on the inside. Amen. So, so what they did was when, when it got stronger, they began to get rid of some stuff. Uh, bitterness, anger, frustration, aggravations. You know, you know. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Whenever an aggravation comes, when, whenever, whenever we, we get irritated, you know, 
What's happening is God has God at that point has got something so great for us, the enemy is trying to get us distracted. Whenever there's a distraction, you better know God got something for you. Whenever there's a distraction. So we got to understand who ask ourselves, well, what reason is this happening? What, what am I to learn from this God? What am I to learn? And so once we learn from it, then we know how to continue to say it. So God will let us know what we need to get overboard. He, he will let us know. Okay. Now, verse number 19 says, And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. In other words, the first thing you throw overboard, that means there's some stuff still left. You know, because sometimes there's a residue. And see, you got to get rid of the residue, too. Because if you don't get rid of the residue, that stuff's going to linger around. That's why it's going to get stinking, too. Okay? So, so you got to forever clean up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Forever continuously clean up. Amen? you got to forever clean up the inside. I'm not talking about the outside. The inside. Inside. Forever got to clean up. Now, also, while we're navigating through the storm, let's look at verse number 20. It says, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, our hope that we should be saved was then taken away. God says, remind his people, in a storm, you're going to have dark days. In life, you will have dark days. In life, if you're living, you will have dark days. And it's going to appear as if there's no hope. But you know God is a good God. Because God always got a ram in the bush. See, when you can't see, I mean, that's what you, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. That's what your support system is for. Because when you're blinded, everybody ain't blind. So, so therefore, that's why you got to surround yourself with the right kind of folk. Amen. You can't surround yourself with anybody now. You know, you got to surround yourself with the, with, with the right kind of people because when those dark days come, you've got to have somebody that's going to encourage you. They say, hang in there, make it. You can make it. You, you, you can make it. Don't, don't, don't throw in the towel. Keep going. You'll make it because why? You're, you're heading toward a destiny that God has called and ordained for your life. Ordained. Dark days are there. Dark. If, you hadn't, yeah, it, if, if you've been born, you've had a dark day. You've had a dog day, and you will have some more dog days. Amen. Now, verse 21 says, But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened or mean to listen unto me and not have loose from Crete. In other words, followed your flesh and to have gained this harm and loss. See, there comes a time when, when, when we have to abstain. We, we have to back up, and we got to get in the presence of God. You remember now, Paul was the prisoner they didn't want to listen to. <laughs> but they're in trouble now. They're in trouble. <laughs> you know how it is. When you're in trouble, you'll be willing to listen to somebody, right? <laughs> and the first thing, most people say, well, don't, don't tell me what I did. Don't worry about it. Well, listen. What Paul did right here, he said, you should have listened to me the first time. Because what he said to them, he said to them, he said, don't go, don't take the voyage, don't set sail. He said, because there's going to be a harm. There's going to be some damage, but there won't be no lives be lost. He said, you got to make sure you listen. So now he comes with an encouraging word. You know, so, oh, mm. sometimes when people tell you something one time you don't hear, they won't come back again. But look how God operates. He sends the same person back to them. To remind them, first of all, you got to remember, hey, you didn't listen. That's why we're in the situation. Anybody been there too? Hell no, I've been there. Because we fail to listen, we end up in a situation, had some circumstances going on, and like, how did I get here? Okay. We got there because we didn't listen, right? I said we, right? I say we because we've all been at that point, been at that point, that point and that place one time or another. But this is what he says. He says, he goes on to say, he says in verse 22, and now I exhort you to be of what? Good cheer. In other words, he says, it ain't over yet. See, only God can write the end of the story. <laughs> That's what I love about the Lord. Only the Lord can, can, can finish, I hear your Holy Spirit. Only the Lord can finish the book. Are <laughs> uh, the chapters in your life. See, man can read the chapters in your life, 
But only God can finish the book. And see, we are, we are open epistles. We are epistles to be read by all men. See, when we may have read the book and, and we, 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 we may think we know what's going to happen in each chapter because of the way the, the, the story goes, but sometimes God will give us a surprise ending. Amen. He will give us a surprise ending. And that's what I love about God, that he will give us a surprise ending. Hallelujah. So he, 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 he tells them, said, be of good cheer. So if anybody in this place has been going or, or is going through a storm, and the reason why I know that, that we are going through, or somebody in the house is going through the storm, or somebody that's listening to the word of God via a, a, a streaming live, we know that this word is so because we had confirmation earlier this morning. So, so whenever God gives us confirmation, God said, hey, this word is needed and is necessary for your life. Amen. So, so he said, God said, be of good cheer. What you see is not what's going to always be. Oh, I heard that one. And I received that one. What you see is not going to be what you, what you see is not going to be what it's going to be. I, met, I got it the first time and the last two times, I guess I wasn't supposed to repeat it. Amen. So what you see is not going to be the way it is. Amen. So, so be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. So because situations don't look good, because you're in a dark day, God said, hello, wake up. It's not going to always be like this. He says, be of good cheer. He didn't just say cheer now. He said, be of good cheer because things are about to change. Amen. They are about to change because remember, there's a transformation going on the inside. Amen. Transformation. Now, the Bible says in verse number 22 says, and now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. In other words, there's going to be some damage to the vessel. But you won't lose your life. It's okay to lose. It's okay to lose a limb, don't lose your life. And the reason why is because God got something else predestined for your life. Amen. Now, well, God got something already predestined. So he says, on the ship, there was 276 people. Now, this is amazing. It was 276 people. And when you count the number, 2 plus 7 is 9, and 9 plus 6 is what, 15, if my math is correct. And when you count the number 15, 1 plus 5, that means the number of man is 6, is the number of man. So he's talking about man. So what he is saying here, he says, listen, your life is not going to end. You're going to have some damage. You're going to have some losses. But don't worry about that because you're going to reach your destination. Even though you're going through the storm, you're still going to get to the place where God has appointed you to be. Amen. You're still going to get there. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. You are still going to get there. Why? Because God had already told you at the beginning what's going to happen. God never tells us what's going to happen through the middle. God will put you on a mission. He will set you out to sail, and he'll tell you where you're supposed to head up. But he will never tell you all the things you're going to have to go through in, in the in-between. You'll reach your destination, but I think I, 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 I kind of laugh because as I studied this word, I remember Minister Tom was saying Wednesday night, he said, and by the way, y'all need to come on Wednesday. It's, it's good. It's good. Minister Tom shared a word on Wednesday, and one of the things he said, he, he, he made a statement, but he retracted the statement. He said, I would like to know about the past, the present, and the future. That's the way God knows. And I think he kind of retracted that. But you know why? And it's like all of us. Now, if God told us everything that was going to happen to us in our life, we'd be ready to take our life, right? Now, you go back down memory lane. Go back down memory lane. And you think about what you've gone through. And I've got some notches on my number. Okay? So I, I, I overheard up and said, no, God, I don't want that. I, you know how it is? I want to get that. We always want what God has for us, but we don't want to go through a storm to get us there. Amen? And you know if God got something destined for your life, do you think Satan is going to make it easy for you? No! He's not going to make it easy. He's trying to make sure you don't reach your destination. Amen? So we're navigating. We're navigating. Navigating through the storm. He tells me, he said, don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. Now, uh, it goes on in verse number 23. It says, for there stood, and this is the reason why it's important to have somebody in your circle that can hear God. When you can't hear God, 
You make sure you got somebody in your circle that can hear God. Amen. So he says in verse 23, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. In other words, whoever's on your ship, with you, don't worry, don't be trying to jump off. That's you're gonna all reach the destination. You, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna reach it. Now let's look at Acts chapter number twenty-three. Acts twenty-three. Hold your place in twenty-seven. We just got a couple verses left, and we're done. Acts chapter number twenty-three. Amen. And we're going to look at. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because we're gonna navigate through this guy. Amen. Verse number eleven. Acts chapter number twenty-three. Amen. Are we there? Verse number 11. Okay. Because Paul here is saying he, he told the people what God had revealed to him by an angel. Now, verse number 11 in Acts chapter number 23, it says, And the night following, the Lord stood by him, talking about Paul, and said, Be of good cheer. Because he had been through another storm here. He had been through, through, through a storm. He says, Be of good cheer, Paul. For as thou have testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also in Rome. So in other words, God said, listen, you, 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 you share what you need to share, and sometimes some seasons in your life is over. He had shared, he had, he had witnessed, he had, he had imparted all he could right there in Jerusalem, but then God tells him, so now you've got to go to Rome. In other words, your journey does not end here. You are destined to go somewhere else. Because in other words, uh, uh, somebody else needs to hear the knowledge and the wisdom that you have. That's why here at House of Death we raise up disciples. And disciples are people, when they come in, they get the teaching, they get the learning, they are able to go out and to share what they've learned with others. So God had already revealed to him that he was going to get to Rome. He was going to make his destiny. He was going to reach his destination. But God didn't tell him about the storms he was going to go through. So whatever God has spoke for your life, whatever God has spoke for your life, whatever God has spoken for my life, we're going to get there. We are going to get there. It ain't going to be easy, but we're going to get there. We just got to learn how to navigate. You know what I'm saying? We got to learn how to navigate. So, so he says to them, he, he's remind, thank you, Holy Spirit, He's reminded. Sometimes we forget when it gets difficult in our lives. But here he's reminded that God has already spoken to him few chapters over. You've got to go to Rome. That's your destination because you've got to share a word there. So God is saying to us, he says, don't stop in the midst of the storm. You keep navigating because you've got to be reminded of what I told you at the very beginning. Because whenever it gets difficult, how many of us like to throw in the towel? But let me tell you, it ain't going to go away because you throw it in the towel. It ain't going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. If God has a mandate on your life, you'll rest assured he's going to get every bit of it, every ounce of it out of you. Every bit. Uh, it's a mandate. So, so he, he, he reminds him. God is reminding us we have a destiny. We have a, a, a place, a destination we've got to reach. And we're going to reach it. We're going to reach it. God is right now, God is reminding our Holy Spirit. He's reminding the house that we have a destination. We have a purpose and plan. God has given us for, the, for this assembly, for this body, and for the body of Christ. We can't afford to give up in the storm. Amen. We can't afford to throw in the towel. Can't afford to do that. So God sends us a reminder. He sends us a reminder. Then verse 25 says, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Then he says, For I believe who? God. You've got to believe God. When it don't look right, when it don't feel right, you've got to believe God. He says, For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told who me. So whatever God told you, that's what you hold on to. Even in the midst of your storm, that's what you hold on to. Because when God speaks a thing, you can rest assured, you can, you can take that to the bank. You can take it to the bank. When God speaks, because see, God is not a liar. He, the word of God, God says, I'm not a liar. 
He's not that. He's not, he's not like man, you know. You know. But God, God's going to fulfill his purpose in your life. Then, but here's, here's what he says now. Verse number 26. We one more verse after this. Verse 26 says, how be it. In other words, take a chill pill. I got some mistake. How be it we must be cast upon a certain hour. In other words, the storm don't end. You got there somewhere else. God has to take you. He said you got to be cast upon a certain hour. In that certain hour, in that place that he goes, these are a bunch of barbarians, and 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 he gets he gets snake bit. But the thing is, thank you, Holy Spirit. What happens is those around him will think, well, he's supposed to fall over dead, huh? Because he's been bitten by the snake. They say if the sea didn't kill him, is what they say. If the sea didn't kill him, surely this snake might will. In other words, that what they're saying, if the storm don't kill you, when, when something else happens in your life, then surely that ought to kill you. But if, when you shake that thing off, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Some things and troubles and trials and tribulations we're going through, God says, shake them off. When you shake them off, what happens is this. Those around you will see and acknowledge, oh yeah, they are uh, God's people. Because, see, that's what Paul did. He, he shook that snake out. If the snake came up out of the fire, it bit him. But he didn't die. They expected him to die. Have you ever been anywhere and that people expect you to, they wrote you off. They wrote you off and they expect you to die. No, no, no. See, that's when you got to shake off that negativity. You know, negativity comes two ways. It comes from within the mind that Satan put there. Then it comes from those on the outside, see, external and internal. So you got some negative negativity that will speak to us within ourselves, and then we got negativity that's on the outside that will speak. But that's when you shake that off. Because see, if, if you've been designed to get to a place where God has called for you to be, all the devils in hell can't stop you. Uh, it, it can't stop you. Nothing, nothing can can harm what God has set forth. He says, "How be it? We must be cast upon a certain island, certain place." And this is the last verse. Verse number 31. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these, I want those, those that were selling with him, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Except ye abide in the ship. Except ye abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. You, 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 you remember now, it, it says there that God speaks to him and he tells him that, that God has given all these 276, all of them are there and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're none of their lives will be lost. Might, the vessel might get messed up, but he said, don't, don't jump ship. I hear your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said, don't jump ship. Don't jump ship. I don't know what this, who this word is for. I don't know why it's coming. But it says, Holy Spirit is saying, do not jump ship. Because if you jump ship, the Bible says you can't be saved. See, some people want to jump off the bandwagon called uh, 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 Christianity. Jumping, we want to jump ship. We, we don't want to be a part of the body of Christ anymore. We want to jump ship because we look at it and we say, oh, they're always going through a storm. But listen, I'd rather go through a storm with God than to go through the storm without God. Amen. A lot of people are going through storms without God, and they can't understand what's going on. You can look at a person that really has God and that foundation, thank you, Holy Spirit, is God. And when they're going through the storm, and you know they're going through the storm, but they're still standing. Why? It has everything to do with the foundation. Baby, don't take my God. Take everything else, but don't take my God. Because one thing about my God, God will help me. God will be that sail that I need. He will be that river I can ride on. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing we get to get, the mindset we have to get. So stay in the ship. If you're walking with God, stay with God. Now, don't, don't back up and retract. No. Look at what's going on in the world. Look at what's going on in the world. Don't retract. Don't jump ship. Don't leave God. You've got little children killing, uh, 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 cutting people's heads off through ISIS. Let's talk about it. Let's be real. Now, here it is. They, sh they show you an army. That's why it's so important. You, you parents... Stay close to your children because they are easy to be indoctrinated. They think it's boring. You wait till you get over on the other side 
Well, you can't even smoke a cigarette or they tell you to bring your own food because ain't nothing there. You're going to see what boring is. All of a sudden, your child is indoctrinated and you don't know how they got there. They got there because we don't stay close to our children. Here it is. They show all these young kids, young boys, young, I mean, from look like they're 9, 10 years old and up. Then there, the next picture that you see is that little, one of those little boys with a grown-up with a, 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 a person they're getting ready to assassin. And you know who cuts off the neck this time? The little child. So what in the world? What are they teaching them? That's why you got to be careful. You can't listen to everything you, you hear. And if you, make sure that whoever your children are hanging out with, they better know from Jesus. Because the same way they went in, and when they come back, whatever spirits is out there in those houses, if they don't have God, you're going to, those spirits are coming home to your house. And when you wonder what in the world is going on in your house, why your child is acting so different, you better check out the territory that you allowed them to go in. Because, see, everybody ain't teaching Jesus out there. Everybody's not teaching Jesus. We can say, you know, it's our thing. We do what we know. Listen, the end is a whole lot closer than we realize. A whole lot easier. Coming quick. It is coming quick. Dr. Man used to always say, it's going to come to a theater near you. It's all, it's right, it's already here. Let me tell you how, I, I listen, I listen. Now, one thing I don't not do, I'm a good listener. I'm a good listener. When I can hear a congressman say on national television that he has been preparing himself, he's been putting up food, he's been putting up his medicine for at least two or three days, now, how, how long has God been telling us to do that? God been telling us a long time. Here it is, a, 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 a man out of Washington, D.C., in one of those Senate seats, he said on national TV, well, this, because the terrorist sales are already here in the United States, this is what I'm doing for my house. I'm already preparing. I'm already putting up. But what did that tell us? That's exactly right. And it's not because we hadn't been taught it's because we hadn't done. Amen. See, go back to the word. Paul warned them before they were on the boards, but they didn't listen. Now, let me tell you. Say it again. When stuff hitting and, 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 and food so high, you, you go to the grocery store now and complain. You're you going to watch out and look why you're really going to be complaining. You're really going to be complaining. And that's not the first time I heard that within the past two weeks. And the people that are speaking are people that got money, rich folk. They putting up. They preparing. I have my nephew that works on a job. He says, boss man told him he'd build him a, a, a shelter. He putting food. Every time he goes to the store, he buys a little extra and he puts it away. So what does that tell you? Listen, people. The Spirit warns us before anything happens. He warns us. But we've got to learn how to navigate through the storm. Now, if your cupboard is full and mine empty and we all have heard the same teaching, don't, knock at, don't let me knock at your door and ask you for some of your goods. What to say about the, about, about the, the uh, virgins? The ten virgins, five was wise, five was foolish. Foolish played around. That's what happened. Read the story. The foolish played around. Y'all, play, playtime is over. This thing is real. This thing is real. We got to learn how to navigate through the storm now. And the, the second half, this, the last few minutes, that, that come too straight. So y'all take care of that. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. We thank and praise God for His Word. We thank and praise God for your coming. We, we, we honor you. Uh, we honor your presence. We would like to acknowledge those that have come uh, to be with us today. Um, uh, I think I, 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 I said to Miss Anne's mother, I said, tell me your name so that I won't say Miss, Miss Anne's mother. She told me her name, Miss Dice. Dice, Dice, thank you. I thought I had forgotten. 
Ms. Dykes, would you like to stand and share a word with us? She's here for the weekend. Would you like to tell us where you're from and what church you're affiliated with? <coughs> Amen, amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. I think um, Sister Annie also had her sister. And I know there's a niece, right? a niece. Uh, you all like to say anything else? Or you want to bypass? You want to say, we're glad you're here. bless you. We thank and praise God for you all coming. Amen. Amen. And I know Miss Ann's sister is, uh, works a lot on Sundays, I understand. And uh, we thank you. Thank you for choosing to come this way. Amen. We're honored and we're blessed that you all are here. Amen. We just pray that you receive something from the Word. Now, here we give away CDs. We don't sell CDs. We don't do that. We give, we give that CD away. Let you take that Word and all through the week, and you go back and you kind of reminisce on my word. Uh, those that would like to have a CD, would you raise your hand and let us know, okay? So we're at the count right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Vicky, make me now. Please, ma'am, please, sir, try, try to. We want to make sure our guests get their CDs first, if all possible. The rest of us kind of remain a little bit. Amen. So they are. We want them to carry that word with them, and we praise God for you. Remember, remember, uh, life. And if you like to thank your Holy Spirit, if you like to receive, if you're here from out of town, and you like to receive uh, messages that, that's been coming forth, if you could leave your name uh, with the person that you come with, and your address, and we can mail you those CDs, those messages. Amen. If you so desire, or you can go to uh, sermon dot <coughs> Could you say that a little bit louder? <coughs> For those of you that um, would like to to uh, listen because it's, it's on streaming live, it's also on our H O D sermon dot TV. hod.sermon.tv if you if, if you like those people that like to use the computer you want to hear words you can go online or you can have a CD that you can play in your car all the time amen because sometimes all the stuff that you see out here now you really don't want to hear sometimes you turn on the you turn on the, the radio it's not always what you want to hear but you always want to hear the word of God amen you always want to feed your soul feed your spirit amen all right this time we're going to stand we're actually uh, uh, does anyone have a prayer request? A prayer request? Anyone have a prayer request? The Ballinger family. Okay. Mrs. Jeter, Mrs. Angela Jeter. Mrs. Jeter had, had uh, breast cancer surgery, and later they found out that they did not get all of the cancer. And she's supposed to go back and have surgery again Wednesday. Wednesday. My name is Angela Jeter, so we want to continue to to lift her up in prayer. Amen. And, and the Hill family. Amen. Yes, ma'am. The Dykes family. Amen. The Dykes family. At this time, let's stand so we can, we can stand and be this morning. It's going to be a beautiful day. Y'all enjoy it. Enjoy the day. Amen. All right. Uh, we'd like to thank you. Paula, you, we call you one of our own. Amen. Paul is here with us today. We thank you for coming and being with us today. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. 
We thank you, Lord God, for how you always speak to us, God. And we thank you, God, for how you always send confirmation. Thank you, Lord God, for teaching us how to navigate to let us know that there are some things we need to unload. There are some things that we need to discard that's on our vessels. So, Father God, reveal to us those things that's needed. And then, God, help us not to be afraid to rid ourselves of those things. And Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, God, because we know that you have destined for us to reach a certain destination. And, God, we, we appreciate you and we're thankful that you don't tell us all things. But, God, if you tell us all things, we would never enter into the race. And so, Father God, because we are in this race called life, and we're heading toward eternal life, we ask now, God, that you help us and you will surround us and give us that support system that we need, Lord God. And, God, help us to go forth and do your will, the things that you have called and ordained for our life. And then, Father God, that we have those, Lord God, that, uh, that has an uh, uh, environments and, and God we will uh, need a prayer. And so Father God we, we ask now in Jesus name that you remember um, uh, Mrs. Jeta, Mrs. Alberta Jeta, Father God. We pray Father God that, that this time that your mighty hand will go in and, and, and that cancer God we speak to it right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God we, we ask Lord God that you put your healing hands upon it God. And God you do what needs to be done Lord God. Father God, we don't know why things are the way they are or why situations happen the way they do. But God, we do know we serve an all-powerful and almighty God. And Father God, we ask now, right now, God, in the name of Jesus, that you bring her through the surgery on Wednesday, God. And God, we pray, God, that when the doctors get there, that they won't find what they thought when they saw. And God, if so, allow them to be able to remove everything, God. And God, we pray in Jesus' name that she would most of all find you in the midst of everything. Help her to call out to you, God. We thank you for that right now. We pray, Lord God, for the Dykes family, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that whatever is needed, whatever is necessary, whatever has been set before them, God, we pray, God, that you would be in the midst, God. Be that guiding post for them, Lord God. We thank you for it right now. We ask, Holy Master, in the name of Jesus that you hold them close to you, God. We pray, Father God, that they will put their ear to your mouth and they will hear what the Spirit has to say. And we thank you for it right now, God. Remember the Hill family, Lord God. We thank you for them right now. We thank you, Lord God, for people that are, are faithful, God. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to bless them, Lord God. Continue to use them for your glory, Father God. And God, bond them together even the more, God. Unite them even the more, Father. We thank you for it right now. And pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you remember the Ballinger family, God. One that always calls out for prayer, Father God. And God, we know as you begin a good work, you are going to perform that good work. And we thank you for every child that's saved, that's not saved right now. We call them saved right now in the name of Jesus. We count it as done, God. And Father God, your words, if you train them up in the way they should go, when they get old, they won't depart. So, Father God, we believe, God, that that day is coming, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for it right now. And, God, the remainder of the church family, Lord God, we ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you will just bless us and keep us and hold us, God, in the hollow of your hands, Father God. And, God, we thank you. We ask now, Holy Spirit, that you will take us all, God, and allow us to sit at your feet, God, and hear what the Spirit is saying. And, God, we thank you for it right now. And, God, we pray in Jesus' name, help us to navigate this ship that you put us on. That, you, that you, you're the one, God, that's inside of this vessel. So, God, you be the navigator, God. And help us to take the steering wheel out of our hands, God. And put it in your hands and leave it there, Father. And, God, we thank you for it right now. Continue to bless us, God. Thank you, Lord God, for the rain. Thank you, Lord God, for the sunshine, God. Lord God, we pray in Jesus' name. That as we leave from this place, God, dispatch the angels up and down the highway, God. We pray, Father God, for uh, uh, the, that Mrs. Dykes, Lord God, that on her journey home, God, let the angels be up and down the highway, God, to give a safe journey home, God. We thank you for it right now, God. We thank you for the time she spent here, an enjoyable time, Father God, with her children. And we praise you for that right now. Have your way, God, in all of our lives. And God, we thank you for, for it right now. We, we ask now, Holy Spirit, that you remember the manly family. Keep us, Lord God. Keep us in the hollow of your hands. Keep us close to thee, God. We just praise your name, God, for what you are doing. And God, remember the house of destiny as a whole, God. 
We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for, for being the anchor to this ship. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for being the anchor, God. Oh, God, we praise you for it right now. And, God, we give you the praise and the glory. We ask it all in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. Y'all enjoy.